I don't know if anyone is actually this. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, when he talked about uh, oh, MCs, they're only talking about their vaginas because I hate that P word. Mm -hmm. And you know, you being a you know MC, what yeah. do you feel about that? I think he he needed to have Googled before he said that. Mm -hmm. There are so mm -hmm. many MCs out there that do more. There's so much variety now. I said a few months ago, I'm so happy with the state mm -hmm. of female rap right now. Everyone from Tierra Rack, Tierra yeah, Wack and Rhapsody. Incredible. Rhapsody. And Rhapsody been doing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the way through to Chameleon and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. Like, man, are you serious, fam? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I love you, Jermaine Dupree. You're a legend, but this is crazy. What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli. You are now tuned in to the People's Party. Welcome back to the People's Party. Once again, we have the lovely and talented and the wonderful Jasmine Lee in the place to be. People, give it up. What's up? What's up, Jasmine? How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing today. Now, today is a special episode, and you get to practice your Cockney accent. What? My Elizabeth from Manchester. <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but we're going to find out because <laughs> today's guest is from the UK. Uh, she's a friend of mine, a singer, a songwriter, a performer, a super MC. She is the author and the producer and the creator of several critically acclaimed albums. Your children might know her as Garnett in Steve's Universe. We know her as Estelle. Give it up for Estelle and a place to be. Yeah. What's up, Estelle? Hi. How are you? Yeah. Good to see you. It's a wonderful jacket. Look at that. I'm loving the back print. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How you doing? Thank you for coming to join us at the People's Party. Thank you for having me. Now, I started, I called you a super MC because, yeah. <laughs> and I want to get this right, because I've met, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And um, I think the world thinks of you as a singer. Yeah. But I think of you as an MC. I appreciate that, thank you. And I feel like when I read Jay-Z's book, I've said this before, he talks about how everything he has started with putting that pen to paper and writing them rhymes. 100%. And being an MC. 100%. So, do you push back at all when people just sing, think of you as a singer and don't add the MC part? Absolutely. Okay, we're hundred percent. Like it's 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 how I actually write my songs. Mm -hmm. So it's like so a rapper. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what I feel like makes them catchy. Like we were writing the most popular record that everyone knows, American Boy. We mm -hmm. wrote that like a rap. It was right. like, yo, just write the black rhymes. Right. You know, and um, I wrote that with John Legend. He first discovered me as an MC. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was. Well, I feel like you discovered him. This is true. <laughs> this is also true. I mean, not discovered. She ain't no. put him on. Well, it went the other way around. We, yeah. You know, we, I heard his voice and I really liked him off of the mixtapes. And our connection wasn't um, off of him coming and saying, oh, look, there she is. Mm -hmm. It was more like I'd heard him. I was here, right place, right time. And I wanted to work with him. And I put it out there. Right. As I love my... Um, really great scenarios have happened. I've put it out there. I really want to do this. Well, you created them. You ran up on Kanye in a restaurant. Pretty much. All right. Do you remember the name of the restaurant? Roscoe's. Roscoe's. I was Roscoe's in LA. Chicken and yeah. Right on Gower. I don't know what, what's happening. What? Yeah, let's talk what? about that. Let's talk about this? that. Okay, so I'm going to give you a backstory, right? Okay, this is my friend Jasmine Lee. She hosts the show with Hi, me, right? How you feeling? A.K.A. Elizabeth. And okay. she's been developing, she's a comedian. Okay. And she's been developing this this British character, huh. Elizabeth, but she's ran into some people who told her that her act, she ran into some 
some white people from the UK who told her she sounded more Cockney. She said, he said, oh, it's Cockney. And I was like, what does that mean? It, 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 I don't know if that's Cockney even. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what? either, which is why I'm glad you're here, so we can clear this up. But what, can you tell I'm from Manchester? Not Manchester either. No, well, where, where, where should I say I'm from? But this is the question I have. As Americans, I feel like people from the UK can do American accents very good because y'all well. invented English. Yeah. Right? But I feel like we do it on some like funny style shit because yeah. it just sounds fancy and frilly to us with our limited knowledge. Is yeah. it offensive when people do that? It's not offensive, except for when people like say silly things like, oh, I'm taking a piss. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> and, and you, He's and saying I'm that, taking a piss all day. That is my that I've been working don't, on. Don't say that. That's when you start getting offensive. Like, all right, there's other words. Come on. Right. Um, oh. And then it's like when you when people are doing it like, oh, and no, 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 no. It's like, okay, that's Canadian. That's like, they, Canadian. they go up. Oh, right. no. We don't and then that's Australian. Do that. I, right. I, I practice. I go to different stores mm. and I'll do my accent and people like I went to H&M yeah. a couple of weeks ago and they really thought I was from London so I was like wow. I was like you know Hello. Well, you got, I mean I, you if know. they thought you were from London then you're good you're yeah good. You're and good. then he mimicked me and I was like oh you're mimicking me oh, and he got so offended and he followed me around the store and was like I'm so sorry I love your accent and I was like oh thank you. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like she's on the way there and then it'll just be like, ah, right. that's not British, stop it. No, so she sounds like, no, she, sound like she sound like Moni Love. Because yeah. Moni's born, she's still got the accent, but she's been living in the States so long. Yeah. And Moni been living not just in yeah. New York or LA. She's been Philly. She's been in the, in the States. In it, in that's going to be my new yeah. story. So when you follow Moni on Instagram, she slide into some like countryfied slang mm -hmm. and then go back into her London thing. This is crazy. People have been out here telling me that I've lost my accent. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> no, like you just people thought I People in the UK tell you that. Both sides. They're oh. like, but you don't sound English. And I'm like, what does English sound like to you, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you know, like Amy Winehouse. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> love her. That's my girl. Right. Second of all, we I don't I never spoke spoke like that. I never like mm -hmm. was super hard North London or East London Cockney. I'm mm -hmm. from West, first of all. It's like saying it's New York versus Philly versus DC mm -hmm. and Baltimore. It's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. different slangs with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like that's not how I sounded. Right, right, right. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. travel a little bit. Third of all, so, you know, right. I don't get offended anymore more than I just be like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh. So both of us are from New York. Um, yeah. And New York is very similar to London in that yeah. the... Uh, Afro-Caribbean connection mm -hmm. is very strong in yeah. our inner cities and in, in our hoods. 100%. And um, I feel like obviously as a musician that's mm -hmm. influenced you, you magically are able to do any genre of black music. <laughs> magically. Very efficiently. It was <laughs> black girl you. magic, I guess. That's I, true. You know, which well, is actually just off. science, right? It is. Um, but speak on living, growing up with like Senegalese, yeah. Grenadian household parents and how that influences sure. your sound because in this era, you're living in America. You see what's going on with immigration. Mm -hmm. And you see what's going on even in black communities. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yes. Where people are trying to uh, cause division between yeah. African black people, Caribbean mm -hmm. black people, American black people, black people from the UK. Yeah. Can you speak on that? Oh, I've got so many things to say about that. Mm. I, start, I grew up West Indian and African. Um, for all intents and purposes, African. Mm -hmm. My mom um, raised us. My stepdad was around since I was about four. Mm -hmm. My mom never wanted to discount my actual dad's origin, which is Grenadian. My stepdad happened to be Grenadian too. So I got to know the culture, right? Mm -hmm. But I was, I was raised African. You know, my mm -hmm. grandma and them had us down, aunties, all of them, uncles, mm -hmm. whatever. 
right? So I call myself African, but I know the culture so well. You know, as I get older, I know all the other cultures so well. As I get older, my mum starts like really making sure we understand the West Indian side. You mm-hmm. know, so my, we go stay with my stepdad's mum and she would make sure we knew about the roti and, and fishing, you know, and all the food and all the culture, right? So I started to feel part of the whole diaspora type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm in London, you know, and I'm English too, to a degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I come here and and I'm, you know, we've known each other for a very long time. As I started MCing, my, my, one of my greatest mentors and the pe- person that I kind of respect the most, who I used to listen to and follow them as an MC in the UK, is a guy called Rodney P. Yeah, shout out to Rodney P. Rodney P. P. And Rodney P. Classic. Yeah, he, he was in a group called London Posse and they mm-hmm. were essentially Jamaican MCs. Um, reggae MCs who rapped, right, mm-hmm. in English accent and just had, you know, used dancehall as their bass, mm-hmm. like the slang and the way they used to move. And so I would listen to the way he rapped and I would just formulate my lyrics over that. So to me, this the the evolution of my music on that side of it, that's all it comes from, reggae, mm-hmm. from dancehall, from that, from right. that, from that bass, from African music, from all of that. Coming here, it was kind of like, well, fit into one of these boxes. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh, can I curse? Yes, you yeah. can. Oh, yeah, fuck all of that. I'm not, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm not. can't curse on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, fuck all of that. I'm right. just going to do what I did. You know, right. this got me here. I don't know you people like that. I'm just going to do what I do. And I did that. American Boy was me doing my best English version of events as far <laughs> as um, a ditzy woman singing. I, right. I said I patterned it after one of the women on Heidi High, which is an old school English right. show. And she would just be super ditzy and sing and talk like, talk mm. like this in the show. And so they were like, yo, make it feel light. And I was like, all right. So I sat, stood in the room and I went into that character and I sang American Boy, right? And so to me, like all those things are part of me. So being here now, watching, you know, 10 years or 12 years after that, watching everybody try to redivide mm-hmm. everybody and push everyone apart. I think what we did, what I did with this album, Lovers Rock, was my, un- unknowingly, I just said, fuck all of that again. Mm-hmm. We're going to push everything back together. Yeah. We're going to pull everything. We just did the essence first. And I was, my whole spirit and energy for that show was like, yo, I know what they're saying you know, this is about time, and I don't think it's a mistake that is that we're here right now doing this show with soca artists, reggae artists, yeah. American artists, yeah. hip hop artists, and we're all here and we're all doing this music together, and we're standing in here and we're sweating and we're having a good time, mm-hmm. and we're one. Mm-hmm. Don't let no one push. Don't let no one do that to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like I'm personally passionate about that because I've experienced it from everybody mm. i've no i've gotten it from who do you think you are to you, you you're not really you're not really black or you're not really american or mm. and i'm not but you're not right. even you're not really english you're not really african you're not really west indian but mm. you know i've had west indians come up to me like try to test me and i'm just mm. like first of all you know i start clapping it's a problem yes. but you know yeah. and it's just very much like yo there's so much against us mm-hmm. i always pull it back to the point when i was like i was like seven or eight at school right and my mom says to me i went from school and this kid was like this girl was like going in on me you black you this you that you african you this you that and she was mixed race right mm-hmm. half black half white and my mom said to me you go back and tell her if the nf which is our Klu Klux clan mm-hmm. the nf is running after any of you at school they come chase you down the street from school guess who they're running after 
all of you. So mm -hmm. you're all black. Mm -hmm. Tell her that. Mm -hmm. So I'm at school and I told her that. Mm. She shut her mouth. She never bothered me for the rest of time. Right. In her, you know, because so to me, I use that. I always go back to that analogy. Look, if if someone who doesn't like you or if an entity that don't like you is coming for you, there's mm -hmm. no version of shade to it. Mm -hmm. It's all of you. Right. So what we find, but what we doing? Mm -hmm. Like how how we not all saying yo, let's come together in little things like music. Yeah. How we how we gonna do it if we can't even do that with the music? And the yeah. music is the thing that we all listen to. Yeah. I think music is the starting point, and that is what brings everybody together. Because look at Afro beats. Like literally, almost every black person these days are Not listening just black person. to Afro Man, beats. Let me. Right. I seen them in Croatia. Yeah. I saw this thing yeah. on Chop Lady in Croatia. These girls was out here giving me all the all the new dances. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, 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 right. wait, wait. What did you learn to write? What's going on? Right. They're doing Zumba classes to Afro Man, listen. That's true. I love this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, come together. Spoke on, um, you know, people not understanding that we are all one. Um, mm -hmm. If you're seen as black, whether you're light-skinned, dark-skinned, mixed, Doesn't whatever, matter. you are a beautiful black woman. Mm -hmm. um, and you have beautiful African features. Thank you. And in a Western society, people don't praise these features. Yeah. And people don't praise, you know, me and uh, Yasin, we did uh, Brown Skin Lady. Yeah. Uh, the reason we did that song is because at that time in our career, at that time in hip hop, it was hard to find a hip hop video that had yeah, a, black woman. Black yeah, woman. Yeah. a woman who wasn't like mixed with Asian or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, can you speak on colorism issues that you may have faced in the industry? Yeah, this is, this is part of the whole, when I came here, people was telling me I should be. And Okay, my again, my I think I shout my mom. She did a really good job <laughs> raising us. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is like I don't, I don't take on what's not for me. Mm -hmm. That's not an issue for me personally. That's fine. You can say it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Doesn't resonate with me, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it never really resonated with me. It never really bothered me when people would say, "Well, you." So I had one person who said to me who was a friend, and I had to get rid of that person. Mm -hmm. He's like, "You, you know, you're a brown girl. You're only gonna go but so far and stop." Mm. And this is right before American Boy <laughs> blew up right. and whatnot. So then they're no longer here, right. you know. But you know, in the middle of it, and all the all the hype and everything was moving, and the careers were my career was moving to another level. I reminded him of what he said, and I said, "Huh, we mm. stopping, huh?" Mm. You know, and and it was just like, but that's my point. I don't care about what you say. There's no so far and just stop. He didn't even think I was gonna get to Grammys. Mm. Wow. You know, he was kind of just like, "Yeah, that single might go." Mm. And I was just like, "All right," but that's <laughs> you know. It's, but it's, sorry to cut you, but it's just a, I don't take it on. I don't mm -hmm. absorb it. I don't let it sit in my space. I don't let it sit in my psyche. I see it happening. Mm -hmm. It does frustrate me when I see other people taking it and making it a thing. Right, right. Because I, see, I look at it in the same way, man, that's not for you. That's nothing to do with you. Why you right. even, don't give that the props. Be a brown-skinned woman, define the fuck out of them words, mm -hmm. and give them something to talk about in that aspect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do that stuff. You know, like, there's too many of us out here succeeding for that talk. That's right. But, but we hear it every week. Yeah. That's why it's important for us to not have so many divisions between mm -hmm. people in the diaspora. Man. Because we need the numbers. Hell yeah. And we got and the numbers. It's there. It's we not... do. It's just about coming together. Right. And and you say that you don't touch on stuff because, you know, it doesn't resonate with you. But how do you respond to that? Because that is a... Um, a learned behavior Absolutely that we need is. to start having our black brothers and sisters unlearn because that's a sickness to think that you're not going to go far because you're brown. I think that we're learning it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm at so many different spaces where I see it being unlearned and I see it just not even resonating for some people. I was at, I do Steven Universe mm -hmm. and I play Garnet mm -hmm. and she's made up of 
two female, cisgender female gems who are married and they make garnet, they fuse and they make garnet, right? And I didn't know anything about this until I joined the show. Halfway through the show, I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is gonna, you know, people are gonna be so, feel so good about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go to cons and I go to these different events and whatnot. And I'm just like, this is, this is beautiful. We mm-hmm. were just at BlurredCon, right? And it was... Where's that, in D.C.? In D.C. Mm-hmm. And it was so many young black people, all shades colors who needed that representation who needed that representation mm-hmm. and and not even just black people it's everybody because it, like i said it comes down to us just being who we are and people just seeing the example of who they are so that's what I, I don't like to go down the lane on it i'd rather just be like cool i'm still i'm here though mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you don't see yourself in whatever i'm here though you know and i want people to just stand and be there and like get all that other stuff out of the way. Okay, that's fine. You said all of that, but I'm here though, and I can, you know, I can be here for you. I'm, I like, t- whatever the, whatever the decided genders, whatever the sexuality is. I just look at it like love is the base bottom line. Like, and if you stand in that, that's what it, sh- that's what it should be, and that should be enough to represent everybody. You can find something from that, whether you're gay, straight whatever you call yourself you know what i mean and dark like who like you can stand in that love somebody's up there representing you that's what i try to go towards you know i don't all the other stuff is too hard Mm -hmm. you know and it's too it's it gets it just drags you makes you feel heavy yeah you know um that cartoon is revolutionary for a lot of reasons um i remember i you know my assistant donna who's also my good friend she Mm -hmm. loves cartoons and I've seen Steven's Universe. I've never sat and watched the episode, yeah. but I've seen it on in the background while I was working. And yeah. one day I'm watching, I see this black woman character with this afro, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, what is, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. And I turned it up, right? Yeah. And you know, I, you and me spoke last year. Yeah. I, how long have you been doing that character? Six years. Right. So I didn't even know it was you. You, I, I knew yeah. last. Year, I found out last year it was you. Yeah. But I, when I saw it, I didn't know it was you. I remember turning it up, be like. Whoever does that voice is from the hood for real. <laughs> That's what I remember thinking. I'm like, yo, they got somebody from the hood to uh-huh. do that character. Before we even go further, I have to say this. My little sister and my mom yeah. love your character so much. They were so excited I'm when happy. I was going to meet you. So I just had to say that before we go further. Hey, mom, hey, sis. Oh, you just made me the favorite. <laughs> so cool. Um, Speaking of, you talked about uh, Caribbean people testing you. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. so I already know how <laughs> you that goes. know go. what that means. Right, like, so, so cultural, though. now Love is Rock is on VP Records. Yeah, they were VP. So VP Records, for me, I'm not as well-versed in dancehall yeah. and reggae as maybe I should be being from Brooklyn. Yeah. But being from Brooklyn, is it possible to get no. around the impact of VP Records yeah, for sure. and what it means in reggae and what it means just for the culture to be a part of that yeah. movement. And I remember thinking when I saw the started seeing the press for Lovers Rock, yeah. Estelle VP, I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, knowing what I know about you, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I can see that makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. Um, you started out as an MC. I met you at Deal Real. Mm-hmm. Were you rapping when I met you? Mm-hmm. Right. So when I met Estelle, she was selling records. I was doing an in-store at the store, wow. and I didn't know she rapped. I don't know if you mm-hmm. mentioned it to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. but you had me on your remix for Freedom. Uh huh. Um, sure. You know when you were first on that first album. Yeah. And um, just you know, take us a bit through your journey of starting as an MC, 
American boy, then you're sort of looked at as like a singing diva, mm-hmm. and now it's like I'm going back to my roots, the roots Core, on yeah. VP Records. Yeah, my so I started. Here, here's the root of it. Like I said, I started as an MC mm-hmm. and heavily influenced by reggae and rap, mm-hmm. right? Yourself and Qua, yourself and Mose, Yassine, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that Black Star album felt like dancehall. Yeah. Felt like reggae dance or, yeah. you know, like it was smothered in dance. Smo- yes, that's yeah. the word. Smothered in dance. Yeah. So we felt it in a different way, you know, and you would come out and perform it. It'd just be like a be like a jam, be like a blues, yeah. be like a dance. Right. Um, so like we felt that in a different way. And I was I loved it. I was just like, yo, this is this feels like they're from around here. Like mm-hmm. this is crazy. So, you know, obviously you guys come over and we met and we, you know, we stayed friends. Mm-hmm. And my first album comes out and I had. I still had the independent headspace about it, and I still to this day, and I'm, you know, and I'm on my label with VP, mm-hmm. which is, you know, another thing that I felt like I needed to continually do, you know, just keep consistently, keep my production, keep my unit together. Um, but I had my label back then, and you know, and everything just, everything has just been like a, a, a an evolving process. What I've tried not to do is separate the character of Estelle from the art. Mm. I always want to keep it on the same page. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's always, that's worked for me as a human. That's worked for me as an artist. I don't, I've seen people get one way or the other. They go too far into themselves or they go too far into the art. Mm. And I just try to keep a middle lane mm. where I can do both. Yeah, balance because I want to do this. You know, I enjoy doing this. I feel like I'm here doing it for a reason, but I have to live and be a human and evolve. So I, I keep it to like, all right, so, you know, the first few records were rap. I didn't want to do that for a while no more. I'm still going to write like a rapper, but I'm not going to straight rap because I'm bored. Mm. It's not fun anymore. No one's mm. talking about things that's I care to talk about. Yeah, it's yeah. not fun. That was, yeah. the, that was a smooth Because that's got to be your driving force. You do that yeah. when there's no fans around. Yeah. yeah. And I was like rapping to myself and I was like, this is this is trash. <laughs> you know, I would look at my raps like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Like, my right. people weren't, that spared me on weren't there no more. So I was like, okay, well, where, where am I going? Where's my spirit taking me kind of vibe? And it was more singing. Mm-hmm. And the drum was like, so just sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's the most obvious thing. And mm-hmm. then here we are with American Boy. Right. And, you know, and it's evolved. And I love it. Because then I started looking at myself. Well, I've always looked at myself as a musician, right? Mm. But I started really looking at it like, yo, you really are able to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Why you can find yourself to so this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you sing all over your rap records. Try a whole singing album, <laughs> pretty right. much. You know, and that was all of me. That wasn't even Shine, because Shine had rap all over it too. But all of me was more the singing album. Mm-hmm. And then True Romance, I was doing more evolving, just trying different sounds. And Lovers Rock was the album that everyone kept asking me to do. That I said, nah, hold on a second. I'm not auntie yet. Now I'm my auntie seven times over. We keep these now, baby. Oh, right. like, I'm a full auntie. I'm like, I'm like, boy, it's like 12, 12 nieces and nephews. Right. So, aunties yeah, are us. I'm a real auntie. It's crazy. Right. But not in that way, but like more like I feel like I get and I could do the music without feeling like, who's right. this young girl mm-hmm. out here trying to sing reggae? Right. You know. So you have that much respect for it. You like Absolutely. you look at it like an OG thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, if I'm going to touch that sound, it'll come with a certain wisdom and experience. A hundred percent. That's exactly it. I have a, uh, a question just because uh, I don't know if you want to ask you this. Uh, Jermaine Dupree 
when he talked about uh, oh, MCs, they're only talking about their vaginas, because I hate that P word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just not true. That's really just like yeah. the mainstream people. So you being a, you know, MC, what yeah. do you feel about that? I think he, he needed to have Googled before he said that. Mm -hmm. There are so mm -hmm. many MCs out there that do more. There's so much variety now. I said a few months ago, I'm so happy with the state mm -hmm. of female rap right now. Everyone from Tierra Rack, Tierra yeah, Wack and Rhapsody. Incredible. Rhapsody. And Rhapsody been doing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the way through to Chameleon and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. Like, man, are you serious, fam? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I love you, Jermaine Dupree. You're a legend, but this is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just Google before you talk. Mm -hmm. It's not all right. Stop. Like, because it, mm -hmm. it's, it almost discounts all of their the work, work. And yeah. it's not all right to do that. Like, don't diminish these women because you don't get to hear this. Or mm -hmm. the one person on top is this person. That's granted. But then, it, you know what you could have said, sir? Hey, there's, there's definitely that. But there's also this. How about you shine a light on them instead of saying they don't exist? Mm. And the question was actually, like, who was his favorite MC right now? So he mm. could have just said no one instead of saying no one because, you or know, he could have said, Or he could have just said... There's, there's, there's these people. I can't mm -hmm. decide on one. Not just right. diminish a whole bunch of women who are out here fighting for their spot. You know, against all odds, mm -hmm. against that same, bruh. Like you know better. And then the industry side of me goes. Now, did he just say that to have a piece that, to be in the conversation this week? Like, <laughs> you know. I think that you know what it is though. It's um, as you were answering, mm. I'm sort of really figure out the best way for me to say this because mm. it's like you don't want to take away from the fact that I agree with you. I agree that mm. he should have Googled and he should have done more research. But I think what happens is, and I'm not justifying this, right. I'm just explaining it. People who become successful at this music get into, and I'm sure you know this as well, mm. know people like this. We, all of us, myself included, get into this real privileged space mm. where because we're successful, we don't always know how to reach out and know what's going on. Mm. You know, he, he described himself as a gatekeeper, um, which he is. He was like, he, he did a thing later sort mm. of to apologize. Right, right. To be like, well, I'm going to do this contest and people uh, for female MCs. And the way he did it, the way he rolled it out, people got upset at it because they're like, well, that's still tone deaf because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like you're, you're going about it all wrong. And he sees himself as a gatekeeper. Right. Now, there's an argument to be made that, yeah, for years, Jermaine Dupree was a gatekeeper. He brought us the brat, mm -hmm. who's an excellent female MC, yep. you know. But just because you brought us the brat so many years ago don't mean that you know what's going, what's on, going on now. now. Mm -hmm. Just because you were a gatekeeper for so many years, and yeah. we got to give him respect, there is no Atlanta <clears throat> hip-hop without Jermaine Dupree. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's the thing. But because you were that dude for that many years, you may not know what's exactly who's popping right now. I, I like, I agree, but I lightweight disagree because mm -hmm. Google and Instagram exists. Right. Mm -hmm. You expect them to, to work harder at it. Y or not if, you, if you're a gatekeeper, mm -hmm. your, uh, your job is to have your ear to the street or have yeah. your peoples have their ear to the mm -hmm. street and give you the information. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here, I don't, I sit and I look. You know, I'm I'm not the person that's up there rapping every single day or whatever, mm -hmm. but I know what's happening in the UK. Mm -hmm. I know who the girls are. I'm mm -hmm. never gonna discount any of the Miss Bankses and you know and whoever else right. that's out there doing it, Steph and Alakai Harley and all of the bashmen. I'm not discounting any of them girls. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm giving Steph London her props. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving uh, all the Little Sims her props. Right. I'm giving all of these Little girls. Sims, 
dope, Lady Leisha. There's so many in you know late like, There's so many. Right now. But I think I we, that, we actually you know? agree on what yeah, I'm saying. 100%. I'm just trying to get, sort of give people the insight because I'm not yeah. excusing it. No, 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's a similar, I'm glad you brought up UK because yeah. let's take it to the UK. Yeah. As a rapper from the States, right? Yeah. Whenever I go over to UK, they'd be like, who do you like from the UK? <laughs> yeah. You know? Now, back in the day, you, could, you know, I could be like, I like uh, Sway, I like yeah. Estelle, yeah. I like Ty and Shorty Blitz. Yeah. But that's because that's who was picking me up from the airport, who I was hanging <laughs> out with. You know what I'm saying? I don't really right. know. Right, right, if right. you ask me now, I like Kano. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, because yeah. me and him hung out and had a good time one, one right, time. Right, right. Still between gigs and the, they're the new guys. Yeah, I feel I, you. you know, I, yeah. I hear about them because that's what younger people are talking about. Yeah, yeah. But because I'm a rapper from the States, mm. Because hip hop was created in the states, and our privilege in the states is we got the best hip hop. We feel so we, we don't, don't have gotta pay to. attention to nobody, yeah. right? So I travel in the world. I travel the world more than anybody. I don't have to pay attention to mm. no other country. Right. Just a rapper from the states. People are gonna come and pay attention to me. Right. I don't have to do the homework of knowing, and that's it's a privilege. Right. I should work at it. Yeah. Being a man in a male-dominated space, a male-dominated industry, I I don't I don't have to. Right. Be out here looking for female MCs. Right, right, right. So if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm, I have to make it an extra effort to be like, let me, let me take the time out because the industry and the society is not gonna help me with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's not gonna put that in my face. Yeah. And throughout my career, from working with Jane Doe to to Jean Grey to, yeah. to Rhapsody, like I've yeah. always, I just, you know, I've always tried to have female MCs on my records, 100%. on my re- and, and even as I say it, like Jean is a good friend of mine. She pushes back against the whole, even why are we even talking about female MCs? Exactly. Separate, I was just about why are we even that. separating it's it like yeah. that? 100%. So, you know what I'm saying? And I agree yeah. with her on that. But because I live in a male dominated society. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. And that's in the entertainment uh, industry, period. Because, like, even with comedy, it's like if you're on an all male lineup and then it's a woman, you're like, you're ready for a female comic? Right. And it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, because the jokes won't laugh the same if yeah, says like, it. Right. You're ready for a female concert. It's like, just bring the next person on stage. And yeah. I was at the same show and they were like, you need some female energy. We got a female MC. It's like, bro, we're going to see that they have a vagina when they get up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> She said everyone's gonna see it. Like, yeah, it's right, right here. It's right know. here. It's like, right I here. Titties is here. I don't know. What are we talking <laughs> about? Like, what you mean? Uh, you know, I feel you. I just, it, it's just, I, that's why I say, like, to a degree, I was almost like, you're just trying to be part of the conversation this week. <laughs> I'm trying to go viral, fam. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you already had that cost that contest well, in the works, and if he just did that whole that, thing. That's like the part that had me like, hmm, what you think? Promotions. About? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, we were speaking about Jermaine Dupree from Atlanta. You and I, have uh, something else in common. We've both done songs with Gucci Mane. We have. That's right. <laughs> I love Gucci Mane. So I tell us Gucci. about doing a song with Gucci. We th- so this happened. The, the song with Gucci happened. People don't know. I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm for the trap. <laughs> <laughs> trap music. For the trap. I'm for the trap. No, I love Did it. you know the it's date spice. that trap music started? Officially? August 13th. Was it 19th? 2003. I think it was 2003. 2003. I, is it August 13? We had Ti on. Dang oh, okay. it! I missed the trivia question. Yeah. It's August 19th. He gave us the uh, the, the specific date. Oh, well, how did he start Trap music. Because his album was and called Trap the, Music. That's the day oh, his album dropped. That's right. 2003. Can we see if it was August 13th or 19th, please? Because I need to know if I won. That's hilarious. Anybody? A fact checkers in the back. Come on. Somebody got phones. It's Google, fam. <laughs> hey Siri. It's no excuses. Oh, he know he's the he's the label. Two thousand thirty. That's crazy. I'm with it though. Ti was dope. Well, right. he still is. But, like, but yeah, Gucci. Yeah, Gucci. Um, you know, I have what is the nineteenth? 
It's the 19th. 19th. Dang it, sorry, T.I. <laughs> so I worked on a record with um, Jerry Wanda. So mm -hmm. like in between my albums, I just go and write songs to write songs, right? Mm -hmm. And I wrote this hook for Jerry, and I've written verses, and I didn't like the verse. I said, just keep the hook. Mm. He played it for Gucci Mane, and it's a song called Finally Free, mm -hmm. Grown Ass Man. And he, he did it, and he released it on the album right before he went back in. I was mm. like, ah, I was so pissed. Because it was like, this the last time. But it was just like, I just saw it. Like, we got the clearance papers, and I was like, I'm on a song with Gucci, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, guys. Right. No, because I'm a fan of it. Like, right. people don't know. Like, if you see me out in general, I'm the person you might see in the back just enjoying her life. Like with my headscarf on in the back of the club because I need to be and absorb the music, mm -hmm. right? As an artist, and I'm deaf. I love I love my trap music. Yes, I'm it's so inspirational. Fan. It is. It makes mm -hmm. you. It inspires me to dance. Mm -hmm. Inspires me to twerk. To make money. Inspires me to make. Yes. Inspires me to work out. Like people don't understand how like motivating like a good like future amigos um, playlist mm -hmm. is. My favorite right now is the baby. Oh my God! Yes, like yeah, yeah. I was late to he the got party. A mean one, two punch, right don't there, he? baby. Don't he be he? knocking niggas out while he be performing. Wait, wait. <laughs> he said literally. You ain't never seen that. Literally. Well, I only saw the dude he, he knocked out in the jewelry store. No, that was yeah, that was the, the jewelry store fight. There was another fight where he on stage performing. He just said, "Yeah, yeah. Out. Oh. <laughs> And then he didn't stop performing. He just kept going. Yeah, just kept going. I never seen nothing like it in my life. Oh, that is talent. <laughs> well, right I like there, his baby. music. Yeah, let's get back to his, <laughs> his music. Bars. Is great. Oh um, no, I just I'm I'm with anyone who is convicted about their their vibe. Mm -hmm. I'm not really with the copies. I'm mm -hmm. not really with the. I'm not sure if I'm rapping people. I like, mm -hmm. yo, this is real. Like every single time I hear you on a feature, your stuff mm -hmm. is is hitting. You know, mm -hmm. so like, and there's a lot. There's a lot of trap artists. Like, there's artists across the board. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, in 2013, you started an independent label. I did. I started an independent label around 2011. I was like, wait, you were before me. Just a couple years. Okay. You know, I I feel like I try not to have any regrets. Mm. You know, but if and if is a word that's loaded with a lot of privilege because yeah. we can't change how things are, right? Yeah. But if I had to go back, I probably would have gone independent a lot earlier. Yeah. You know, get by was a huge wreck. Get by is my American boy. Right, right, right. So I think, what if I? went independent around that time. Right, right, right. You know, I look at artists that I respect, like, uh, you know, Killer Mike and LP, mm -hmm. or, you know, certain people that would just, you know, remain independent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I had the privilege and the honor of being on a major label and getting that, that yeah. system behind me for yeah. so many years, but how would it have been different for me if I was just independent that whole time? Do you think about that, and has it been better for you since you've gone independent? You know, I've worked so hard and so consistently my whole life. Mm -hmm. There are definitely points when I was like, oh my goodness, can someone else do this for me? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> like, I'm so tired. Right. Um, but at the same time, I know it's the long game mm -hmm. and the ownership game is no joke. Oh, when bad. you're in your 50s and your 40s and you that, you can sit down and be like, yeah, let me get my Quincy Jones together and just right. work on music because I like to, mm -hmm. not because I have to. You know, and that was that was partly the decision behind doing it. I saw a lot of my peers getting their life together and, you know, like and doing these moves. And I was like, hold on. Wait, you, oh, I'm helping you. I'm helping you live your life. Let me mm -hmm. let me see if I can't get some exactly. of this myself. And I know how to do it. You know, I started independently. Why would I not do it? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a different space now. You can. You literally can. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing stopping you from. I'm grateful for the push and none of my path has been by mistake. Mm -hmm. I think it's all divinely guided. I'm grateful for it. 
Um, but yeah, there was. It, I don't think it was a mistake that I learned how to. I started independent. Right. I don't think it was remotely a mistake that I started as an independent, d d selling my CDs, knowing how to shoot content, knowing how to shoot you have to album days. sleeves when I was like 20, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't think it was a mistake. Right now, um, I feel like everyone wants a package deal. Mm -hmm. Like they want people that can show that they have uh, engagement on social media, yep. that can get their own music video, mm -hmm. sent, that they can write their own songs, get their own beats. You got to do everything these days. 100%. And it's tiring. I tell people like, yo, if you tired now, Wait, wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute when your yeah. eyeballs are like, hey, right. hey, wait. chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to bed. I think people don't realize that. Well, my opinion is that the easy play is to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's not to diss the working oh, class, because okay. I consider myself a working class musician. Yeah. But I do feel like it's the harder and braver choice to say I'm not going to take the safety net. No. Of somebody making sure that I get a salary or a paycheck, right. and I'm going to take the chance of, you know, I may not make no money this week. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and 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 to that end, it's important to have smart people around you. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very like my team is small, but we they would say we small, but we thinkers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we think we work smart as we can. I'm the risk taker. I'm the like, yo, let's shoot for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're like, how are we gonna get to that? Mm -hmm. I'm like, we'll figure it out. Let's get to that. You know, and when we when we mm -hmm. get there, it gets there. Um, Point in example, uh, we had this Essence Festival event that we just did. We've been like working on that for almost six years, mm -hmm. you know, to get to this point, you mm -hmm. know. And people looked at it like this was great. This was amazing. Like, how did y'all? And we're like six years. Right. You know, we shot at that from six years ago, and it just right. hit this year. They don't see you know, all so, that. They don't. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's the long game, and sometimes it's the we ain't making it this week. Ugh. I saw a meme you know? the other day, and I posted it. Follow me. Uh, <laughs> it said, uh, "It said people who work, who have a boss are always afraid of losing their job. Mm. People who are entrepreneurs are afraid of getting a job." Mm. And I was like, "Boy, that is nothing but the truth." I think about it every day, man. As much as I, I really, it's nice to have the thought and the idea of like, "Oh, I don't have to worry about." When you think about being with a label, you still have to worry about a certain amount of things. Mm -hmm. Um, even in our partnerships with VP and whoever we've done partnerships with, there's a certain amount of ownership that I will never give up mm -hmm. because I know that if I give that up to you, you stand a chance of messing that up. Mm -hmm. So I have to work. There's no four ways on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're so ambitious. I mean, I think about when I'm, I'm hearing you talk about being an owner and I'm thinking about the fact that you ran up on Kanye and you're like, <laughs> you're like, and you're not, you didn't run up on Kanye like, what's up? You ran up on Kanye like, what's up with John Legend? Yeah. You know, and then you, and at, you know, you, your intention was to get him on a song, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like you have this label deal. It's like you really, really manifested this and made this happen. I tell you, I look at everything and my friend wrote this one Christmas. She wrote this. She just did very and put it in a, in a frame for me. Mm -hmm. She's like, your life is so divinely guided. It's mm -hmm. divinely orchestrated. I wanted to get a tattoo and I have mm -hmm. it here, D.O., right? Mm. It also stands for do something, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we came to that conclusion because I was like, who lives my life, bro? We, you know, like She was like, no, you don't understand. There's so many things that move. But I look at it like it's a gut instinct. Mm -hmm. It's like the Holy Spirit, spirit energy, whatever, telling me, hey, do this. Mm -hmm. This is what you're here for. And it doesn't make sense sometimes, but I follow it. Mm -hmm. And it always pans out better than I can imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I look, I, I genuinely look at things from that standpoint. And it's worked out so well for my career. I kind of, even when it looks crazy, I still follow it. 
and mm. it still ends up good, mm. <laughs> you know? And to me, that's that's the the bottom line. If you believe everything's working out for your good, nothing you do is going to go wrong. Amen. You know, nothing. It, it may look it for three minutes, and then you land, and you're like, how did that come out of that? Right. Yes. You know? So follow your gut, follow your instinct. If your intentions are good, nothing mm. is going to go wrong, mm. you know? That's been my... Trust me, that's been my, I have to hold on to this this week. <laughs> I have to hold on to this this week. Right. Nothing is going to go wrong. My intentions right. for this were great. My intentions are good. I know it's, it, I know it, you know. Mm. Um, but I really look at things like that. And I don't take it for granted that Yay gave me, you know, the greatest assist mm -hmm. there ever could be. Mm -hmm. But that came via John and that came via... I'm going to go and talk to your Kanye in this restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel it. I understand. I know John's here somewhere. Right. I Are must. you a Libra? I'm a Capricorn. What? I I'm was hoping you were part of us. Dang it. <laughs> well, you, well, hold on. I'm a Capricorn sun, uh, Cancer rising, and an Aquarius moon. It's none of me. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that much. I'm none about of it. I can't even answer that. You're a Libra. I'm a regular Rimble. old Libra. You're a Libra. Yeah. Do you know what your sons are? Your sons um, are? In a uh, freaking... Uh, Dang it, I no, have one rising? in Virgo. I think my moon or something is in Virgo, and okay. then I have a li Libra. My friend explained to me how you look at this, right? Okay. So. Next up on astrology today right. is Talib Kweli. <laughs> yeah. Please explain. Right. <laughs> Libras will get it done, man. Yes, you guys, yes. will. You guys get it done. We're like immigrants. <laughs> okay. Get the job done. Okay. <laughs> get the job done. We're like immigrants, Word. apparently. Get the job done. Shout out to Lynn manuel There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. So I, I have a question. Mm. Uh, you worked on Empire. I did. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, what was your initial reaction mm -hmm. to the Justy Smollett? I don't even know how to say his name because I've been hanging out with it. Dave. Baby. No, don't listen to Dave. I'm not. That's uh, not. Justy Smollett. Smollett. Is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah, you said Smollett. it right. I only read things on the internet. I, <laughs> I didn't know how to say the young man's name. Oh, uh, young man. Justy Smollett. Yeah. Uh, you know, before the rest and yeah. people thinking, oh, well, maybe he's lying to us. Before all that, what was your initial reaction? I, I hit him straight away, like, you you all right? Because mm -hmm. I, I started getting alerts, like, mm -hmm. and everyone was DMing me and texting me, like, yo, did you see this, da, da, da. And I was just like, my first instinct is never to assume, assume or read what's going on on Instagram mm -hmm. or Twitter. Mm -hmm. I hit him directly and I was like, bro, Check in, you all right? What's happening? You know, I didn't hear back too much, but then I called his brother and his brother was like, he's all right, he's okay, he's doing well. And I was like, okay. So then I just took it from that. Mm -hmm. I don't know the ins and outs. Right. There is too many versions of events out there. <laughs> right. Um, and I don't I don't follow gossip like that. Right. You know, so if that's what you feel, that's cool. Um, till I hear from him directly, <laughs> I, yeah, da, da, da. Right, right. I, I'm sitting here with the rest of you like, what? You know, and you, we could say whatever. We could say this, say that. I just, I literally don't know. Right. So I'm, and it's too much to think. Because about. as of this taping, his his story is yeah. this really happened. Oh, he right. has to stick with that story. He, there's no way that he can ever come and say that anything else happened, but besides right. what he's been saying. There's one way. The truth. Oh, you're sorry, I didn't mean to you're say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he got a mean side of Lee. He got a mean side of Lee, bro. No, right. You no. ever seen the, what's that movie that Joaquin Phoenix did where he was like pretending he was a rapper for two years, mm. and then he was like, "I was just playing, y'all." It's just like he's like method acting. Method what were the uh, what were the character names? The real character, the characters in the movie. 
As, no, he played him. He played he's, himself. Play, he's himself. He's he. And he went, isn't uh, the way he had he had a beard. He grew a beard and he went on Letterman and he's like, I rap now. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. like, I'm I'm done acting and I rap now. Yeah. And he showed up at underground uh -huh. rap battles uh -huh. Uh -huh. and put his name, signed his name on. Uh -huh. And I Casey really Affleck filmed this whole thing, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. And then there's a scene in the movie where he's in the airport, I think in London maybe, uh -huh. or somewhere in, in, in the UK, and he runs into most deaf Yasin Bey. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I rap now. <laughs> Yasin's like, you do? He's like, can I kick a verse for you? Oh my God. And the look on Yasin's face, because uh... apparently nobody knew, <laughs> just besides I think only Casey Affleck knew. That he was messing about. Right, and yeah. so Wait, maybe- Wait, he was what, messing about? I'm gonna take that. Jesse is auditioning for a role as like a superhero. That could be. That could and he's be like more. trying to play it. He's yeah. doing like a. There's a really deep like <laughs> Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix sort of. Let's just add to the theories right now because <laughs> this one, who knows? I, I will say that I do know him. He's mm -hmm. a very good human being. Mm -hmm. And that's everything what I have to go I, everything on, I've ever you know? heard about him from people who know him. Yeah is that he's a stand-up individual yeah, and a good human being. Which is why I think it makes it so hard because it, I, you know, I don't know him at all. Yeah. It does seem like he's lying to me. Mm. But I know I'm in this business and yeah. I know we're adjacent. I, yeah. We have similar people. Yeah, baby, and everybody yeah. I speak to is like, nah, that kid is a great kid. Yeah. Who knows, bro? <sighs> Literally, until he comes out or he says what <laughs> he says. He's not gonna come or out, y'all. Like, even if he needs to, I don't know. It's don't gonna know be a tell-all when he dies. That's when we'll find out. Yo. Whoever's alive when he <laughs> no. leaves. Jesus. That's when we'll find out. Just went right down got, the other end. I'm not asking <laughs> really? him to, I want him to live a long, uh, you know, great life. But I'm no. just saying, whenever when he that happens. His, when he's 75 and he yeah, writes his book, he'll, we'll find out. There we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank you for doing um midnight hour with me on that reflection eternal Thank album you. um when i was working with high tech on that album mm. he was playing me beats mm. and i'm listening to beat tapes and that came up and it was like a track yeah. but it had your vocals on it <laughs> and i'm like what's what's that he's like don't listen to that <laughs> we ain't done with that that's yet. just a song i've been working on with estelle We're that's like her it. thing yeah. i'm like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That sounds like our thing. And, you know, me and him argued about it a little bit. We went back and forth wow. because, you know, that record is like, that record feels like all of black music at once. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if, you know, we weren't in agreement on whether or not that record felt uh, like it matched, matched the sound of, the album. of Reflection Eternal. Yeah. But we took a chance on it. We did a, a video yeah. that I enjoyed doing. Yeah, we loved it. Great time but shooting that video. I made you. really good friends from that video. Let me tell you. Mm. Like, I had a friend who is one of my very good friends now who had seen the video and was like, look here, she's so cute. <laughs> and like, shouted me out on Twitter. And then me and Homegirl became really good people. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, from that right. song, like right. from that video, I remember doing it. And I liked it because... I wrote it in the intention of how I wrote it is what you did to it. Mm -hmm. You did, you came on it perfectly and killed it. It was a challenge. It was? It wasn't easy for me to write because it's funny, you say you write, you started writing as a as an MC. Yeah. That's all I've ever done. Yeah. What I had to challenge myself to do in that song was write like a singer songwriter. Wow. And sort of see myself because the way that where I placed my bars, I was trying to place what I was doing next to you yeah i was trying to do a duet right you know and i was like um you you just you were doing amazing things stylistically yeah i, I always have confidence in myself as a writer yeah. but i look at what people who can sing and come up with melodies and do yeah. certain styles like my style comes from overwriting. Right. My, my rap style comes from having too many words. Right. right? <laughs> Singer songwriters have to sort of know where to place the words and where mm -hmm. not to place them 100%. And, and i had to challenge myself 
to sort of fit in the flow that you established. Right. It wasn't an easy thing to do. It sounded it. Yeah, you know, that's, I, that's, you're that's great. the challenge. That's the though, art, right? but that's why you're great. You put so many hours into it for this moment that when people hear it, it sounds effortless. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You, know. you did great. I, I thought it was perfect. I was like, oh, <laughs> there you go. That's what was missing. We good, <laughs> you know? No doubt. No doubt. I loved it. And the video was fun. Like, I got to wear orange eyeshadow. Yeah. I always wanted to wear orange eyeshadow, guys. You have no idea. It's great. I got some really. the other day. It's good times. <laughs> no doubt. Taylor got, didn't he? I, he don't care. About he doesn't. He, he, he gets doesn't his care. face beat. He's too, like, so it's whatever. hey, man, nice. we don't call it getting your face beat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I got to borrow this. I, I learned this from Hannibal Buress. Uh -huh. It's called wearing. Player powder. Player oh, powder. that's a good what? one. I gotta put on my player powder. Player powder. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> player okay, powder. I don't wear player makeup. Powder. I wear player Play, powder. That's a good one. All right. That's a good one. I good like that. Good job, Hannibal. Player powder. All right. With American Boy. Yeah. That's your free bird. Mm -hmm. Just like how Get By is my free bird. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you ever get tired of performing that song? No. That's a great answer. Never ever. That's no. a great fucking answer. I pray for songs like this. That's mm -hmm. right. Timeless. None of them. I, I pray for this. I pray for songs. How blessed like, are we? That I get, people, we get to do this. Yeah, that we know? get to do this. Like, look, I, I, in the you talk about the independent period, right? Mm -hmm. When there's times when it's just like, bruh, woo, ain't no shows this week, mm -hmm. a, and and you're in between deals and whatnot. And I remember this super early on. I it was three years of nothing. Nineteen mm -hmm. eighty, my very first album came out. It was three years of nothing. Mm -hmm. You know. So I literally pray for records like that. Like I pray for at least one on every album. Mm. Like, yo, if there's not 10 of these, mm -hmm. give me one, God. Mm -hmm. One. And mm -hmm. so every album, and some I get two, some mm -hmm. I get like two and a half. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? But I, I pray and I do my best to try and get records like that because I want to do this. I mm -hmm. feel like I have something to say. American Boy is a joyful record. I love that song. Thank you. It's I've been fun. singing it all night. It is. You know, it's fun. It's it just... works in every setting. As a DJ, I play Eddie. it to this day. It, people sing it like it's classic, like mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. first time they heard it. And I'm just out here like, I will never complain. I will never not sing. I will never not support and be celebrate and celebrate and be happy while it's playing. Mm. Like that, yeah, that's a good record. No I'm doubt. grateful for every minute of that record. No I'm doubt. grateful for Thank You. I'm grateful for Conqueror. I'm grateful for One Love. I'm grateful for Free. I'm grateful that I can play in any of these arenas mm -hmm. with any of these records. And people love it. And they go back to a point where they're like, I remember where I was. Yes. And I'm just like, I know. I was in college right. for Me that too. too. <laughs> you know, right. I was in Miami. It was great. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm grateful. I'm never get tired. That's crazy how songs can take you literally to the exact moment you were when you had like your that moment with the song. Like oh, yeah. it's oh, music, that's what happens, right? No doubt. Well, I have one more question. Okay. Um, the theme song for We Bear Bears, right? <laughs> so you you writing you know, in from Estelle's version, but then yeah. you're also now working in a different medium and yeah. writing from other spaces and other voices and stuff yeah. like that. Um, where, how do you find your artistic voice writing songs like that? Um, on my off days, I watch TV, mm -hmm. I watch shows, and I get sucked into a show because of the the theme song. Mm -hmm. My favorite, one of my favorite is um, the theme song for Shameless. Oh! You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's theme song for Shameless and the theme song for Frankie and Grace. Right. Those are my two current favorite. Theme hey, you songs. could be there. Yeah. Once before. You know what I mean? But it ain't you like that. that. 
anymore. Yeah, right, that feels right. like a like a uh, welcome back Carter or Chico and the Man, like a classic. It, it feels like something. Um, um, what's their name? Uh, Mad ha- Madness would have done in mm-hmm. the eighties. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's not like that. Yeah. Anymore. It's such and a it's great just show it's, it's to me it's the dopest thing. Like, and you catch shows. For me, I catch shows with their theme songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after even just doing Steven Universe stuff and listening to the simplicity of how Rebecca Sugar, who made the show, writes her songs. She writes the songs, and I, I write these records on Steven Universe. I just do them, right? Mm-hmm. I do the ones they ask me to do. And I, I learn from all of that. I'm like, man, it's so simple. And these kids and these young people go crazy. Mm-hmm. How can I learn? You know. And so I got the shot to do Be We Bear Bears, and I was like, let me take all the things I've learned. Right. <laughs> Let me call my friend who is also a hip hop producer, um, Ivan Bryce, who's part of um, part of the group, Carvin and Ivan, and who produced for like uh, so many different legendary R&B acts and mm-hmm. pop acts. But I called Ivan and I said, hey, hey, I need a beat and I need it to be mad catchy. Just give me eight bars of mad catchy, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, bet. And then gave me that. And I was like, you know, and then just give me like a four bar rise. I just dictate him what we needed. And then I sat there and I was just like, you know, let me just get out of my head and let me just <laughs> get rise. out of your head. Get That's out of my head. Right. And, and, and just see what comes through. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I came up with three or four, but that one felt good. Mm-hmm. And then after, at that point, it was like, well, that feels good. And and I wanted to make it feel like we'll be around because the bears are kind of like the neighborhood bears, right? right? right. So we'll be around, we'll be there, I'll be there, whatever, we'll be there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we did good. I was nervous they wouldn't like it. That was my first attempt or first shot at that. And I'm just grateful. I think we hit it. You know, we got it right. I think you did too. Thank you. That's awesome. That was it. Because you know, you always remember like your favorite kids shows, songs Mm. like As Told by Ginger. Mm. You just wanted an excuse to sing it. I did, I did. I'm just kidding. I really love that one. You remember, you remember like the theme song for Happy Days? Yeah, Happy Days, Mondays. Right. One thing they 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 raised us. Yeah. You're looking at it like it's a whole new genre, kids, and a whole new, whole new. What's the word? Freaking a whole new generation. Yeah, yeah. look at the whole you know? TGIF Friday. Yeah, we know every single one of the. I don't know. You know if the you guys Proud Family TGIF. theme song. You know, <laughs> you know, Taina. You know, like Moesha. Mm-hmm. You know, Cousin all, Skeeter. That, all, all of them. Yeah, and y'all skewing a little young for me. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw you lose. <laughs> no I'm, You know, I'm, yeah. we're in the same yeah, yeah, yeah. general. I song. saw you lose. I feel like But even though, look, then you got He Man. Yeah, Happy Days. I'm down. No, we got He Man. He Man. Shira. You know, like and the masters of the universe. Exactly, Ducktales. Jeffer- the Jeffersons. There you right. go. Right, right. Yeah, that's even, classic though. Right. Mm-hmm. I play that in the club. Those, right. Like I play Jeffersons in the club. And it makes sense. Yeah. Facts of life. Good times. Yeah. Good I'm times. Trying to tell you, those those are the shows that you remember because of the theme song. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's it's always in the back of my brain. I spend a lot of time on right. my own. As I was surrounded by kids but mm-hmm. just very on my own mm-hmm. and music nine was children my, nine of us yeah, in the family yeah. right? oh wow where do you it's just me second oldest oldest girl me too you, you ever seen the tv show eight is enough <laughs> no. they was like no eight is not enough no my mom was like nine go for one more you can do this and then she was like i'm done Powerful <laughs> but like i spent a lot of time on my own and um and that's tv mm-hmm. that's my thing like i you know i'll yeah. go into it we was raised on that yeah mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen 
Give it up for a step. This is so Darlings. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That was great.